0: thanks for tuning in to the palm beach podcast a weekly show highlighting people making a positive impact in our community with your host Jana angel thank you to our sponsors pump house coffee roasters the lotus travel company opportunities self-serve beer hall and the bishop's water company Hello, locals. I'm Jana Angel, and welcome back to another great episode of the Palm Beach Podcast. Today, I am thrilled to welcome my friend Dupree from the EJS Project. Dupree, welcome to the studio.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. It's good to be here.
0: Dupree and I actually just had a great evening together last night at Delray Knife Fight. We got to see two chefs battle it out, and they both crushed it. I mean, let's be real.
1: always fun. It's hard to pick a winner. It's, it's really no winner. Everybody has a good time. Everyone
0: wins. I know. There's just like these gourmet yeah. dishes all coming out in under an hour. And I mean, I think the real winner always has to be everyone that gets to meet you and all the team from EJS and these kids that come out to help us are phenomenal. I'd love for you to talk Thank to you. us about you know, who you are and how you have incorporated EJS into Knife Fight, into Del Rey. And then let's let's tell people about it.
1: Awesome. Yeah, well, I'll start with myself. Um, my name is Emmanuel Dupree Jackson. I'm the founder, uh, CEO, executive director of EJS Project. I um, started EJS back in 2014, and it kind of, it was started just by me being home, me being um, a very well-known in the community, but also having like a special relationship with kids. I always wanted to uh, pass on the some of the lessons I learned in life um now i know that a lot of people kind of share that have that in common mm-hmm. but some people don't have the time but because of where i was at in life i had the time and i just started doing it and then that's how it started just started trying to keep kids in my neighborhood engaged in positive out-of-school activity nothing more nothing less and um uh, it, it has grown because it, it has been a need for that teenager that have. uh Teetering on that on that line on whether to do the right thing, go down the right path or, you know, set goals and try to succeed or just do what comes easy, you know, be a product of their environment. Um, I was in that boat coming mm-hmm. up and uh, luckily I had just enough good people, good friends in my life that motivated me to do something a little more. Right. And uh, it came down to me wanting to be that person in as many kids' life as possible to just inspire them to do something more. So that's how EJS was started, Right. And uh, then you start learning, hey, you can't just uh, <laughs> run a business off of passion and love right. and desire to do Even good. though we want to.
0: Even, even though we want to. to. Boy, even do though. we want to. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But passion doesn't doesn't always like, you know, pay the bills, put <laughs> yes. gas in the car, all right. that right. kind of those right. things that you really need to, to give kids the tools. Because something that um, you and I spoke about in our first conversation was that you wanted it to be more than just, you know, keeping kids out of jail. Like, right. you're like, that bar is too low for me. Right. Like, I want my kids to grow up to be young men and women absolutely. who are also going to take care of the community because that's how we're all going to be better because so much of that just comes from support. Just like peer pressure can yeah. make you do terrible things. It can also make you do amazing things. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And um, I remember, yeah, our first conversation, we kind of brought that up and we talked about it a little bit uh, this morning before we came on the mic. So I'm glad you, you bring it up. Um, that's what people expect. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and I hope I get a chance to tell you a story and that kind of what, what drives me personally right and and i hope it shows and reflects through the mission of ejs because ejs is really me ejs stands for uh emmanuel jackson senior which is my father and he is the person that taught me the things uh like just high have high uh moral character you Mm -hmm. know um being respectful um being accountable being some being someone that once you say something your word is your your bond right Mm -hmm. and um he always also gave me a sense of purpose. I always loved being in Jackson. Like my dad would just talk about our last name and what we did. My granddad and it yeah. just made me proud. So when I when I did knucklehead stuff, right, <laughs> or I wasn't living up to what I thought would be uh, his expectations, I I felt again goes back to what I try to put in my kids. I felt a, a it was a feeling inside like I let him down. So uh, more times than not, when it came down to make a right or wrong decision, I thought about my dad. All right. And um, I'll try to do the right thing. Just thinking about him. And uh, especially when he passed in 2011, uh, that uh, I I felt like I wasn't doing enough at the time. And he passed and I was underachieving. So I felt like I wanted to do something to honor him and also to create a lane for myself and those things. And also I was apprehensive about the future because at the same time I had a young daughter. She was only one. And I was just scared of the future. Like, I didn't want her to grow up and not having um, opportunities, not 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 having access to things that uh, I always wanted Our other mm-hmm. kids um, had. So instead of feeling sorry for myself or pouting or just wishing on a star, someone with a cape to come save us, yeah. I just got out and started doing stuff. And it's just one day at a time, volunteering Um uh, getting in the kids ear, trying to give them a little advice, mentor, you know, it just kept growing. It's been growing ever since.
0: Yeah. Um, We mentioned, you mentioned her having access to things. Like I, one thing that I like to do is really just like hit the nail on the head, like, and just talk about things for what they really are. We can't expect children to do something we're not willing to do ourselves. Like, I don't think we can expect children, youth and teens, um, you know, to really want to come to the plate. Like if we, as the adults aren't willing to come Mm -hmm. to the plate, Mm -hmm. um, and right now schools are completely overrun, like especially our public school system, like teachers are overworked. Like everyone's just trying to like get through. Yeah. And and you see that reflected in our kids. And, you know, before we got on the mics, we were talking about, you know, how sometimes like all these emotions and these feelings, you know, people look at kids and they're like, Oh, yeah, all you gotta do is, you know, go to school and da-da-da. It's hard out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, thank goodness I didn't have to go to school with social media and everything. I don't know, I don't know if I would have yeah. made it, you know, we were talking about just learning how to treat each other and having somebody show you how to communicate with other people, how to Mm -hmm. communicate your feelings Mm -hmm. and something that, that you have, um, you know, in your core practices is restorative practices. Is there something that you could kind of share with us to talk about what that is and how that healing process, even for kids is, is so important before they can, can go forth and conquer the world. Like you got to be able to conquer how, how you're feeling.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. So restorative practices is, is one of the, uh core uh are one of the founding one of the main bricks of as far as the foundation that we build ejs project on and it and it's uh kind of what started under the premise simple is that everyone in the village plays an important vital role or in other words a chain is it's only as strong as its weakest link right true um and i i truly believe that so um we started doing circles Pretty much, I was dealing with, uh, on campus at a local school, dealing with behavioral issues with students, mm-hmm. and I started realizing really quickly that when you sit kids down and give them an opportunity to speak and ask them um, pretty pretty much what happened instead of why all the time, right? you get further, right? Because why, is, I, I realize, is kind of more of a, uh, like you're accusing them, like, like yeah. uh, you know, like... Uh,
0: we already think you're guilty. We just we, want to know what cor- the thought correct. process was. Like we're not even giving you that platform to correct. to share your side. C- absolutely. Yeah. Adults, you. we're crappy listeners. I'm we are. You. We're crappy listeners.
1: But just yeah. one word makes all the difference. Just say say what happened instead of why, right? Yeah. And you give them a chance to explain. All mm-hmm. right. And then you can give feedback and say, well, you know what? I think you probably could have done this differently. Mm-hmm. And I would do it differently next time because. Uh, so that was the start and um it was just on school campuses but when i when i opened up the doors to ejs project i carried it with me i put Mm -hmm. it you see it's in our billboard and and everything because those conversations are important and like you said our kids are dealing with so much and for a center we call ourselves a safe space Mm -hmm. in order to be a safe space you have to know the kids they have to know you they have to trust you and open up right and Part of opening up is them being honest in their conversation. So these circles created that space for them to be honest. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't, as soon as we did a circle, it didn't take off like that. Sure. Trust had to be formed. It had to be a little consistency.
0: Oh, sure. Right. I mean, kids aren't going to just feel like, oh, sure, I'll raise my hand and share my feelings with right. all these strangers. Like, that's a really vulnerable position to be in. It I is. mean, you know, as as adults, like now we feel like we're good communicators and we'll talk and we'll listen and we'll say the corporate thing. But Kids are smart. They're yeah. not going to position themselves to be made fun of by their peers or to look weak or anything like that. Which is which is tough. I mean, it it's is. hard enough growing up. Like your legs are growing faster than your ears, and like it's a weird it's yeah. a weird thing to be a kid. Yeah. yeah. And you know, so how did you how do you break down those walls when you're having those conversations? Because yeah. I I can imagine there were a lot of just silent circles kicking it off was. with like a lot of crossed arms and it some was. roll eye rolls.
1: <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like you was in a room, or, or, yeah. or you had a camera. Yeah. But. <laughs> it was, I tell you, you ask how. So I start with it's just being consistent. That's how, mm-hmm. right? So um, I give example like the first circle. And just for the people who are listening at home and, and doesn't aren't familiar with restorative circles, we do literally sit it in a circle, and we remove anything in the middle. I always have like a center piece or talking things on the floor just to center us. So we, you know, but nothing, no desk anything
0: nothing like blocking is it almost like an energy transfer is, yes. is that the That's purpose of the actual circle correct. okay That's, interesting that and,
1: and um we all always try to have the same chair so it's not people cross you know on the ground or no swiveling around and yeah, yeah. everybody mm-hmm. like eye level because one everything to be on an equal level playing field.
0: Gotcha. So no one's in a barstool, no one's on an ottoman, like everyone's right. eye level and equal. Okay. So it is,
1: it, it is important how you structure it and also the rules you give before you start the circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't go into all the rules, but you know you have to have a certain core pieces, like a, a talking piece. You have to uh, set the standard as far as like, this is a safe space. What's said here stays here. Um, feel free to, to say what's on your mind and also trust that you're going to say the right thing when it's your turn. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are important rules because a lot of times, like you said, adults, we think we're strong, great listeners. Oh, yeah. But we find ourselves when someone's telling us a story, we'll cut them off and beat them and finish the story because we're like,
0: oh, I can relate. This same (laughs) thing happened to me. Right. And we're trying to be relatable. We're We're trying trying to have a conversation. But really what we did is just cut their motive right?
1: And we have to learn that, right? Yeah. And we teach kids that. So we have a talking piece. So. Uh, we lay the rules, you know, when uh, one person is talking, they have the mic, they have the floor, mm-hmm. be a good audience, right? Listen, yeah, be respectful. you know, be respectful and um, listen, because we all know how hard it is to open up. So mm-hmm. uh, give them respect and, uh, you know, just listen, listen with intention. So those are like the basic rules. And um, another rule is it's OK if you don't have anything to say. You don't have to answer. That's mm-hmm. another way how you build that trust. Yeah. So uh, one example I remember when I first introduced this to a fifth grade class at Village Academy, uh, we had this one student. He was actually one of the students that I wanted to do this the most with. So when we got in there, he saw where this was going. And he saw, you know, soft break questions. You wanted to be a superhero, what would it be? If you had superpowers, what would they be? Or if you could travel to anywhere without uh, a budget, who would you take with you? What would you do? (laughs) Just to open up their mind and see what they would do. And I knew he was itching. He wanted to right. answer the question, but he'll always say pass because he had to maintain that image. Right. I'm the class. I'm ground. not participating. I'm, I'm, I'm cool, cool in one. that. Yeah. Yeah. Who who did this talking and stuff, right?
0: I was like I was a nerd kid that always wanted to talk about like, talk. I I talk. it. Are. And we had those.
1: <laughs> and, and I was that kid too. But you know, we um about the third session, you know, he grabbed the talking piece. No, no, we just skipped them because we assumed. Oh, he was great. like, wait. I have something to say, and you know,
0: were, I, were I, you like trying to play it cool? Like, oh, okay, yeah, oh you're yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, pass, cool. Pass, 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 pass. And, and pass, on the inside, you are like, oh. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I I've seen that happen time and time again. Even um, on the opposite end, maybe just a really shy young lady who came in there. She didn't um she didn't feel comfortable. She she really even speaks with a low tone. And I um, I remember the first time we heard her her open up and how emotional her peers got. And how that made her feel, and like after that, I couldn't go a week without doing a circle because mm-hmm. she would all it felt like that was her time. Yeah, and she would and she would come back. She's like, Miss Dupree, are we doing circles this week? What day? I want to make sure we're here. So you always get these indicators that remind me of how powerful this is. Right. But I know it because people always need to feel heard, feel valued, feel like they're appreciated, and that's what circles do. And um, working with teens is so important from setting our uh, center rules we did mm-hmm. we did that in a circle too yeah and right. you
0: hold everyone to them. I mean, you've yeah. shared stories with me. I mean I think that it's so valuable that you are you know willing to have those uncomfortable mm-hmm. conversations and say like no, this is how we're gonna treat people here. Mm-hmm. you know, I can't control you mm-hmm. out there, but here yeah. we're gonna treat people this way we're gonna be you're you're training them to be like you know just, these Absolutely. professionals, you're training them to be respectful. And if you don't have someone to, to give you that example, mm-hmm. to give you that pattern, like that doesn't happen naturally. It doesn't. It doesn't. Nothing happens like naturally. Like we take on what we're what we're shown, what we're instructed. And that's just like what I really want people to understand is that like we we have to temper expectations with children, with adolescents, with teens, because if you might have grown up a certain way yeah. and you were shown really great things mm-hmm. like I I had a wonderful childhood growing mm-hmm. up but like my parents were also very very adamant for me to understand that not everyone is growing up this way yeah. that you should be grateful yeah. and that you need to treat everyone with kindness and respect and that everyone that's was true. welcome at our house if they needed that and that's, that's what true. you created as true. a true. safe house right. but people have to understand that a lot of anger a lot of violence a lot of challenge this that we see come from people who are hurt that are angry like and we need to give them a place to to stop that before before it gets to a place of violence before it gets to a place that's not controllable yeah
1: and and yeah you you need i'm I'm gonna interview you (laughs) yeah (laughs) like that's by all but
0: i i've seen it like i've i've seen it like i i grew up with friends like that and like in retrospectively, I wish I had known, you know, I, you know, I was just kind of like walking around my childhood, Mm -hmm. like "Mm, hot pockets, like great. (sighs) And it's just because I thought if I was being nice to somebody that 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 should be enough. But if we can teach kids to kind of understand their emotions more, um, because kids are just different than than even when I was young, there just wasn't as much to process. Um, now there's so much yes. and there's so much more access to information.
1: They get some of the information before we get it as adults. Yeah, sometimes. no kidding. They got to have more time. And no access, kidding. same access to the same platforms we have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's hard. And uh, they have to deal with that. So it's good to have a, a, a place to process that. Right. And uh, Marcus, you met Marcus, you know, yes. our, our program coordinator. Just, uh, similar to me, born and raised in Delray. You know, we both went off to go to school and came back home. So mm-hmm. Uh, This is our job, but this is our passion. Um, I say I will be doing this for free. Some people laugh, but when you you think about it, I started this in 2014. EJS wasn't at a point to pay for anything, let alone pay an employee until 2018. So everything that we did to build this was out of passion. It was Mm -hmm. out of uh, people coming together, seeing what we're doing, seeing the consistency, seeing us showing up uh, and seeing what the opportunity that we provide the kids. And that's another thing. We show up still to this day with everything. Uh, Whether it's doing a uh, project uplift, which is beautifying homes in the community, whether it's going out, try to encourage uh, our neighbors to vote, Mm -hmm. um, the importance of voting, whether it's organizing a peaceful uh, protest. Right. Mm -hmm. Everything we do, we keep our kids involved, whether it's the planning execution of it. Because in real time, we're teaching them how to be tomorrow's leaders. We Absolutely. That's not just a slogan, right? right. And you get that through repet, repetition and you get that through the opportunities to lead mm-hmm. our, and watch leaders. And uh, that's what we offer. So we are in the community um, doing community, uh, you know, uh, volunteerism projects. We uh, focus heavily on the classroom, helping our kids through tutoring, SAT prep, SAT prep, uh, just making up, missing homework assignments, getting mm-hmm. those grades to a GPA where it needs to be, uh, and even in some cases for our upper classroom helping them find dollars if scholarship college, applications. Yeah, and, yep. but all of them college isn't the main goal, yeah. and we respect that. Yeah. And understand or that trade too.
0: opportunities. I mean, yes. listen, I I wouldn't even recommend college for everybody. Right. I I think you need to do what's going to be the best path for you. But that's what I I love about you guys is that you're like, okay, let's identify. Right. What it is that you want to do and how we're going to you get have you there. A plan, yeah, but you hold them accountable the for that. Yeah, correct, right. Correct. It could,
1: some kids want to be entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. All right, but you're not going to wait until you graduate and say, I'm going start being an entrepreneur. You got to show me now. Right. What kind of business do you have I did? Like, start practice. You have a business now? That mm-hmm. way, I trust that when you graduate and when you walk out uh, uh, across that stage, you're not lost, right? Yeah. You're not sitting idle waiting for something to come to you. You have plans and you're going to get it. Right. Um, that can be college I, I hope it's college for a lot of people not just because i did college mm-hmm. and i know how important it is for kids to get out get away and meet other people yeah like the, the experience is fine the experience yeah. Yeah. so many different backgrounds walks of life and also you build a network that's your network for the rest of your life mm-hmm. like a lot of people i call my friends and, and and you know uh best friends this day i met in college yeah you know and a lot of times when I travel, it's not too many states I can go to. I can't call up someone and say, "Hey Dupree, come by," and that's priceless, you know. And, right. and I want to give give my kids the opportunity to experience that. To, yeah. to but uh, if it's not college, you know, start working, start trade, plumbing, AC, HVAC, truck driving, like whatever you want to do. But let's have a plan. Right. And uh, and and no matter how you walk through our doors, and and I mean that we have kids on the spectrum. We have kids plenty for we have 4.0 kids we have 1.10 kids mm-hmm. who, feel, who feel like they can't get it together
0: right
1: and but we're all one family mm-hmm. because at points in my life for a lot of times I was that kid underachieving as far as uh academics because mm-hmm. I you know I had a IEP which is a, a assessment plan you yeah. know and so I had individualized
0: learning plan I had one too come on
1: yeah and um yep yeah but it took me a long time to accept it and n- mm-hmm. realize that it wasn't a bad thing. I was ashamed right. of it for a long time oh and yeah that helped me i back. I was too I it was, was too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, you, oh, you have no but mm-hmm. i um with, with with our kids, none of that <laughs> is a barrier is a limit because I've been through there, so if you come in with IEP, not only do we explain, we're like, okay, this is what they identify as your weaknesses, right. this is how we can help you get them, yeah. And this is actually how I did this, right? Right. Oh, uh I, again we'll go back to what we we're talking about Cody earlier. Mm-hmm. Cody Cody came in and one of his first weeks with EJS, he's um we asked him what he thinks some of his weaknesses were, um, academic. He said a lot and like reading. Uh reading, like I can read it and uh I just don't get it and um Especially if I have to read out loud. Yeah. Not like, like reading Cody. comprehension. I like, Cody, I can relate. Like, oh, mine was math. Maybe it's, just, it's Maybe it's <laughs> dyslexia. You may, because even as an adult, when I read a book, I have to read the same page two or three times to get it. i like, that's, that's what it could be. And um, the reading out loud part, that just comes with practice. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, ha- you know, last month he got um, student of the month because every day he came in after that and read a page or two out of a book called Stamp by author Jason Reynolds. And I just, we saw his confidence every day where, you know, the first two weeks I had to remind him every day, hey, you've been here 10, 15 minutes, you didn't grab that book yet. Until mm-hmm. coming there like, hey, you know, I can't wait to read this page to see what Zarara did. This is one of the characters in the book. And yeah. we see that. And little stuff like that lets us know what we're doing. So his confidence changes. So next year when we ask him what his weakness is, I guarantee he won't say reading.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: so just growth. in, in every single one of our kids is what we try to support and push. Um, we We- we do set a high bar. We do. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, As you should. We, As you yeah. should. Because kids can can get there. Yeah. They can get there. We're, they just need the right support and the right tools.
1: And what I know is no matter where you set the bar at, people are going to get there. So mm-hmm. if it's this low, they'll get there. If you set it this low, they'll get right. there. If you set it high, So we always try to keep bars uh, high and not just set a high bar, but also uh, provide them with the tools, resources, mm-hmm. and support to make sure they reach it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I would love to wrap us up and talk about how, you know, your slogan is about that action. Ah, that I action. love it. And last night at night Fight, he was like, I need people to tap in. Like, yeah. it's holiday season. We're going into a new year. Mm-hmm. Like, can you talk about how we as the community yeah. around you, how can we support you? How can we tap in? How can we be about that action?
1: Absolutely. Um, so really quickly, I'll go in with all this. Uh, I'm fortunate now that EJS, uh, still not a household name, but We're getting known and also our work is traveling. And so uh, when you get to that level, you become a resource to the community, truly. And and, uh, a lot of the foundations that we laid is starting to, we're starting to reap the benefits of it. We're starting to have, you know, kids, we have alumni now, kids who have graduated college, coming home, helping mentor. Um, But also with growth comes a demand, right? Mm -hmm. A demand not only to continue to raise money to operate, to carry out the mission, but uh, increasing staff, the scale, um, yeah. yeah, you know, from um, adding and uh, uh, prospecting board members because that's always important. Uh, like for me, that's it's, it's two things. It's the good part is I'm funded it, this this nonprofit. It, I'm for the community by the community. That could be a bad thing because. Mm-hmm. The resources and the networks you need to successfully run a nonprofit, I don't necessarily have them in my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I did it. I, I'm growing mm-hmm. them every day as as I do the work. Right. Um, so as if, if you want to be a part of EJS, we have many areas. It From all the way up top to uh, figuring out how you can be an advisor or sitting on the board to um, the boots to the ground stuff. Like we always have events where, and, and, and where we need one or two more adults just to be with us with the kids or to help with activities to, mm-hmm. to lead them um and you know just stop by the office mentor homework help and again i go back to that word that we mentioned so many times earlier if you're going to be a part of EJS I just beg that uh you come with having consistency in mind that means not being around just for a month or two at least a year mm-hmm. cuz we owe our kids that and um I again it goes back to kids perform better when you have consistency when they when they are familiar with you when trust is built right. and you can't build trust on, a, you know, one hour a month, twice a year. Right. Right. Um, so all those things. So if you can donate to EJS, we would love it. If you can spend time, if you have skill or talent that you can share, mm-hmm. if something about our mission and the work we do, we do so much work through our kids, not just a mentor. We we really serve and provide for the, for the community. All right. And um, we can't do this without our community. So give me a call. Like you said, like literally tap in. Give me a call. Do a site visit. Send me an email. Join our newsletter show up at the event, have a conversation, all those things, because we're here for the long run, for the long haul. We're going to be here. So every day that we can uh, bring in a new friend, someone else who's about that action to help us continue to be a positive impact in this community, the better off we're going to be for, for generations to come.
0: Well, Dupree, thank you so much for sharing everything about EGS with us and just really being open and and having that real conversation with me I really appreciate it and I'm so proud of what you're doing
1: oh man it was my pleasure thank you for having me I appreciate you so much all
0: right guys make sure you catch up with Dupree I encourage you tap in be about that action like just give him a call he'll give you a job I promise we'll 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 find something for you to do not to worry um I am Jana Angel thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Palm Beach podcast locals we'll see you next time Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Palm Beach Podcast. If you'd like to give back and help our show grow, please learn about ways to give and donate at thepalmbeachpodcast.com.